You know, when I uh, came in this morning, somebody felt they needed to get me one of these. <laughs> I'm not emotional. I don't know why uh, people think that. The nice thing is that it has my R on there. Um, I want to share with you before we get started today kind of a little bit about the journey. Uh, You know, the announcement was made of my transition while I was in Brazil setting up a a CARES opportunity. And um, the, uh, I think there was a little confusion. Uh, so what was said on that, on that uh, moment was uh, Pastor Tyler said, hey, Pastor Andy's in Brazil, so we have this video. And it was a video of us together talking about the transition. So I've had a few people come up to me and say, so when you headed to Brazil? Because the thought was, oh, you're going to Brazil. So yeah, I'm not going to Brazil. Uh, so let me share with you just a little bit about the story. So uh, I helped plant a church about 20 years ago, uh, was on their board as they got planted and started out and then met the, the pastor and we were um, helping him get started and over the years they have transitioned from a, a plant to a, uh, a healthy church. Uh, a couple of years ago they built a new building, uh, their first building and moving forward. And within that time, they had asked me a, a few years ago if I would sit on their elder board. So I sat on their elder board uh, for the last several years. And so they felt like they were in the need of needing to move into a place where they needed an executive pastor. And um, pastor in his own admission expressed, hey, yeah, I need that help. And uh, so I was asked to uh, sit on a committee to help look for an executive pastor. And so in the process of that, um, I remember one of the first meetings we had, halfway through the meeting, somebody in the committee said, why don't you take this job? And I said, ha, 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 I got a job. I, I, don't, I don't need another job. I got a job. And uh, then even a few weeks later, I had talked to the chairperson of the committee, wanted to give me an update in their progress, and then even in that conversation, he then says, hey, why don't, why don't you take the job? I think you'd be perfect for this job. And I said, yeah, I got a job. And he goes, okay, well, you at least pray about it. Just pray about it. And at that point, I brought Pastor Tyler into the conversation. I said, hey, they want me to pray about this. And Pastor Tyler said, well, yeah, why don't we pray about it? Let's, you know, let's see what God has in store. I mean, if you're supposed to, uh, I want more for you than from you. And if God wants you in that place, well then, yeah. But if God wants you here, yes. So let's, let's pray about it. And so we spent over the next several weeks praying about it and really came to the conclusion that God was saying, it's time for you to take this new assignment. And so uh, with that, I uh, have transitioned from here. And so this will be my last Sunday. Tuesday's my last day. I have a wedding to do on Tuesday afternoon and then uh, that'll be my final activity. And then I'll start there in August, take a couple weeks to, to uh, get to my honeydew list that my wife has been giving me for uh, a long time. And then I'll be starting in August. The church that I'm going to, um, the pastor wanted me to say, he said, hey, you go ahead and tell them, hey, you're coming to help a church that's desperately in need. And so, um, so there's a lot of exciting things in their future, but yet a lot of challenges they're faced with. And so I'm just praying that God will help us together as we uh, see God's kingdom come and his will done 
over at Church on the Ridge in Snoqualmie. Uh, Snoqualmie Ridge area is where I'll be going and uh, going to be part of their team starting in the middle of August. So that's the story. It's not Brazil. It is there. Um, but as we come to today, um, and I've been praying about this day and praying that God would give direction to what he wants to share with us today and how he wants us to understand his word today. Um, and uh, as we've come to this time, I found myself praying for this moment and for this time and just believing for Life Center and believing for what God has in store here at Life Center. And as we have uh, uh, focused on this, my prayer for, for this message today and for you today is that you will always feel God's call in your life and in your spirit and in this church for renewal. That God will always continue to do a new thing in your spiritual life, in your personal life, and in the life of the church. For uh, a church that it's a 105 years old, and I don't know if you're aware of it, some of you may be, and some of you may be new to the church, you're part of a church that's 105 years old. That's, that's, that's a milestone. That's an incredible thing. And yet, it's easy for a church that's 105 years old to rest on the victories of the past. And there have been many. But yet, the reality is God has called a church that's 105 years old not to rest on the things of the past, but believe for even greater things in the future. My prayer is that you'll understand that and grab hold of that every day, every week, and every opportunity that God gives you. Let's pray. Father, we pray in the next few moments today that your word will come alive to us, that it will transform us, that we won't just be hearers, but we'll be doers of your word. Bless your word today, now we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The pioneers of America were tough individuals. They really were, when you think about the pioneers. They had crossed the ocean from England in these tiny boats to come to this new land called America. They were pioneers. A pioneer is defined as simply this, people who prepare for others, a group that opens a new line of thought or activity for other people. That really sums up why, what a pioneer. A pioneer would typically have a seat like this, a stump. That's what pioneers used because they didn't have chairs. They just sat where there was some place to sit. A stump. A stump is a place that you don't plant roots down. There's no arms. There's no back. It's, it's a place that you're just sitting maybe in this posture, ready to get up because it's not a place to rest. They held up against persecution. They endured hardship. They were pioneers going to possess this new land, the new future that God had for them. They arrived in this new land. And they began to carve out for themselves a home and they begin to carve out for themselves a, a village and then a town and, and cities. And, and after they settled down for a few years, and it's interesting, the people began to look out into the forest, into this vast forest, and into the mountains and said, man, what's out, what's out there? We've come this far, but I wonder what's out there. And one of the pioneers had, a, had a, um, a, an idea. Hey, why don't we build a road five miles inland? Let's go into that forest five miles. Let's go and see what's out there. She brought the idea to the community, and uh, in that moment, they took a vote, 
and they voted no. And they said, why would we want to go five miles inland? We're fine here. They really kind of went from a stump to this nice chair because we've worked hard. As hard as we've worked, why would we want to go five miles in? This is comfortable. You know, history is 2020, and we know that if they would have voted yes, they would have experienced the greater things that were in store for them. But in that moment, they went from being a pioneer to a settler. They became comfortable. They began to settle for what they had. A settler are people who, who range in a desired position, a final disposition. Settlers were people who were content on the rest. They were content on things being normal. No surprises. People who settled. Because these people crossed the ocean. They survived sickness, the elements. And, and they had a will to live and to endure. But they couldn't get the momentum and the passion to believe that there must be something more five miles in. I wish I could say this is an isolated experience for mankind. I wish I could say that people just don't act that way normally. You know, they go from pioneer to pioneer. They, they don't ever want to just settle. But it's a real condition for all of us. We all deal with this moment that we go from being a pioneer to becoming a settler. Because that's the process, isn't it? You work hard and you do all that stuff so you can get to this position, this posture, where you could just rest and just settle. And this is just good enough. I don't want to go back to work. I don't want to go back to all those hard things. It's a real thing. Because a, stamp, a stump is simply a short-term place. It's a place that you're ready to go. But the chair is for long-term not going anywhere, you're comfortable, you're complete. Yet there's several moments within biblical history where we saw this dilemma take place, that people went from being pioneers to becoming settlers, people who went from, I'm ready to go, to simply settling for what they had. Several places in Scripture, the Israelites themselves, 400 years in Egypt, under slavery and oppression, and yet God heard their cry, and he brought a deliverer, and Moses came to deliver them, to get them out of Egypt, to take them into the promised land. They're ready to go into the promised land, to cross the Jordan, and all of a sudden, they come to a place to take a vote. They begin to question whether or not they should go forward. They'd sent some spies into the land. The, the people came back with two different stories, and the Bible says that there were some who gave a bad report amongst the people, and so they took a vote, should we go? And the people said, no, we're, we're fine here. It's going to be too scary, too dangerous. We don't want to go further. Even though God had promised them and God had called them to take some incredible steps to move forward, <coughs> they were comfortable just simply becoming settlers. So they didn't move forward. They spent the next 40 years wandering around the desert. In Joshua chapter 1, there's the account after the 40 years takes place, and it says this in Joshua chapter 1. After the death of Moses, the Lord served. The Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now you and all these people prepare to cross over the Jordan to the land I'm giving the Israelites. I've given you every place where the sole of your foot treads 
So every place you set your foot, I'm going to give to you. Just as I promised Moses, your territory, territory will be from the wilderness of Lebanon, the great river, the Euphrates River, all the land of the Hittites, and the west to the Mediterranean Sea. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. As I, I'll be with you just as I was with Moses. I will not abandon you. I will not leave you. Be strong and courageous, for you will distribute the land I swore to their ancestors to give them as an inheritance. Above all, be strong and very courageous to observe carefully the whole instruction my servant Moses commanded to you. Do not turn from it to the right or the left so that you will have success wherever you go. This book of instruction must not depart from your mouth. You are to meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to observe everything written in it, for then you will prosper and succeed in whatever you do. Haven't I commended you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So in that moment, God had given Joshua a blank check. Every place you go, every place you put your foot, I'm going to give you that land. All I need you now to do is go and start stepping. Start stepping, and every place that you step, I'm going to give you that land. Incredible. You just have to walk. You just have to keep going. And then let's move forward a few chapters to chapter 10. So Joshua conquered the whole region, the hill country, the Negev, the Judean foothills, and the slopes, with all their kings leaving no survivors, he completely destroyed every living being as the Lord, the God of Israel, had commanded. Joshua conquered everyone from Kadesh Barnea to Gaza and all the land of Goshen and to Gibeon. Joshua captured all these kings and their lands in one campaign because the Lord, the God of Israel, fought for Israel. Then Joshua returned with all, the Isra with all Israel to the camp of Gilgal. So God was with them. Every place they stepped, God gave them that land. Every, every king was conquered. Every territory was given to them. They went and they conquered in one campaign. He took the whole region. Yet something began to happen to them, just like it happens to us. They became comfortable. 400 years of slavery, 40 years of wandering, seven years of conquering they began to marry, they began to raise families, they began to settle because they worked hard. They possessed a lot of land, they did a lot of fighting and the Lord was with them. They conquered a lot, but they were tired. And it's in that moment that they're tired and we see that human tendency because we all experience it. And yet in that moment, we see something happen in Joshua chapter 13. Verse 1, it says this. Now Joshua was now old, advanced in age, and the Lord said to him, you have become old, advanced in age. When God says you're old, you got to be old. <laughs> but a great deal of land remains to be possessed. When the Lord says you're old, you're old. When God called him old, he didn't say you're dead. But when he said you're old, he was in essence saying to them, you still have time. You're not dead. You're just old. 
you still have time. There's still time where you can possess because there's a lot of land still that you need to possess. There was still a promise to be, be fulfilled, so stop settling. See, the temptation of what is best versus what is good will always be our wrestle. What is best versus what is good? And sometimes we wrestle and we settle for what's just good. That was their wrestle. And God said, there's still enemies to conquer. There's still land to possess. Remember, I said, every place you set your foot, I'll give you that land. But Joshua stopped stepping. He stopped believing. He got comfortable. He began to settle. He had one opportunity to live out the promise, one chance and only one life to be and to do what God had called him to be and do. Well, what does it have to do with today, with you, with Life Center? Matthew chapter 28 says this. Jesus came near and said to them, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. Remember, I am with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus said, go. Matthew 24, the good news of this kingdom will be proclaimed in all the world as a testimony to the nations, to all nations, and then the end will come. There's a goal, there's a promise. Life Center, you have had a great past. You have introduced hundreds and even thousands of people to Christ over the last 105 years. You've discipled thousands. You've trained up ministers and missionaries to go around the world. You've planted churches. My very first church I pastored was a church that Life Center planted back in 1952. You've touched the world with the love of Jesus. You have been a place of ministry and encouragement to so many. And I've been a recipient of that. Yet is the Lord looking at you today with these words. Life Center, you've become old. Advanced in years. 105 years. But a great deal of land remains to be possessed. The challenge we always face. Have we settled? Have we become settlers? We were once pioneers. Have we become settlers? Have we settled in the areas of our life? Personally, have you settled in your marriage? Oh, the marriage isn't quite what I thought it should be and doesn't really glorify God. There's a lot of things that I'm struggling with, we're struggling with, and man, he will never change or she'll never change. Have you settled in your marriage and you're no longer a pioneer believing God to take you to greater places in your marriage? Or perhaps your family. Oh, we're as close as we're ever going to be. Or my kids, I don't think they'll ever really fall in love with Jesus. So I just try to show it. So have we settled in our marriage? Have we settled in our families that Things will never change. Have we settled in our service? Oh, I used to be pretty involved at church. I, I, I used to be pretty active. 
But you know, I, I think it's time for the next generation to do it. I think it's time for the next generation to be settlers because I, I'm, I'm comfortable coming to one service and I'm comfortable just watching. Have we settled in our service where at one time we were always sitting here ready to serve? Because as soon as Jesus saved us, everything changed. Have we settled in our faith? Oh, I don't know that I'll ever become closer to God than I am right now. You know, I, I, I spend my time, I have my habits, and I, you know, I, I pray, I read my Bible, but, you know, I, I just, I don't know that I'll ever draw closer to God. Oh, I don't go to prayer meetings anymore. I used to do that. I, I, yeah, I don't need to do that anymore. Have we settled? I, I don't need to take greater steps and greater strides spiritually because I'm as spiritual as I'm going to be. Have we settled? Corporately, have we settled as a church? Ministries and opportunities. Pastor Tyler has a great vision that God has put into his heart. Almost kind of like a Joshua moment where God put in his heart that in the next 10 years, here's what God's put in his heart. That 10 years from now, we would see 1% of the population of Pierce County attending a Life Center campus. That's a big dream. That 1,000 people every week would be engaged in discipleship, would be growing in their faith on, on build nights and build opportunities that people would be engaging to grow and become stronger in their faith. 10 years from now, to see Life Center giving $10 million a year toward CARES, toward the CARES ministries, compassion ministries, abolishing sexual exploitation, reaching this generation with the gospel, bringing education to kids who can't, and supporting foster kids, foster families, and international orphans. $10 million a year, and seeing a 1,000 people a year going on mission trips, locally and around the world. That's what God has put on our pastor's heart. Possess the land, get out there and stop, start stepping. Every place you set your foot, Life Center, Pastor Tyler, leaders of this church, every place, I'll give you that land. And there are still, there is still a great deal of land to possess. What new thing do you want to possess in your marriage? What new thing do you want to possess for your family? What new thing do you want to possess for your communities? What is that new thing that God's asking you to get off from settling to become a pioneer again? Begin to say, God, I'm going to believe for miracles. I'm going to believe. Where is God calling you to step? It's time to get off the chair and to start stepping. Isaiah 43 says this, don't remember the past events. Pay no attention to the things of old. Look, I'm about to do something new. Even now it's coming. Do you not see it? Indeed, I will make a way in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. You just have to start stepping.
Start believing what he said he would do. In your marriage, in your family, in the community, in your workplace, in your neighborhoods. Keep believing for greater things. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we know we can't do this without you. We know that we need you. We know that apart from you, we can do nothing. So Lord, I just pray right now for your church and for each person who's here today. Father, what would you speak into their life today? I know it would be an invitation to draw closer to you. As your heads are bowed, and just allow yourself to be personal with the Lord in this closing moment. Perhaps you're here today and you'd say, you know, Pastor Andy, my, oh, my spiritual life isn't what it should be. Me and Jesus, we're not where we should be, and it's caused me to settle. Can't remember I had, last time I had a pioneering spirit to believe God for greater things in my life. And I know I'm not right with God this morning. And I want to change that. I want to step in his direction today. And if that's you, can I just invite you to raise your hand? Because I want to pray for you. That's me, Pastor. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God sees those hands. God sees your heart. Thank you. Father, we pray right now for each one of these hands that represent each heart and each life, Lord God, that's here today. And Lord, your desire is that they would believe you and walk out in the promises that you've made for them and not settle, but to believe for greater things. And I pray as they in simple faith say, Jesus, come into my life, forgive me of my sins. I want to no longer settle but I want to be adventurous in my faith. And I pray, God, as they pray that prayer, you'll rush into their life. You will love them. You'll forgive them. You'll be their very best friends right now. In Jesus' name. And Lord, I pray for Life Center as a whole. I pray, Lord God, for this church that you have shown favor on these past 105 years. And you've given them a promise. And you've given them a proclamation to go. And I pray, God, that Life Center will never become settlers, will never settle as long as there's one person who needs Jesus. May they never settle. As long as there's one marriage that needs healing, may they never settle. As long as there's one family that needs help and needs your hope. May they never settle. Bless them, I pray. Help them, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Be pioneers and keep building roads and bridges to a world that so desperately needs Jesus. And never settle for good enough. Thank you, Pastor Tyler and Life Center for allowing me the privilege to be pioneers with you these past years. It's been an honor to serve you and to serve with you these past years. And my wife and I, we love you and we'll be praying for you. And Life Center, may your future be greater 
than your past. In Jesus' name, thank you.